Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate you joining me. If you've been writing with me for a long time, well, bro, naturally you're a champion, right? I mean, come on, the proof is in the pudding. You're a fucking legend. And songs will be written about you that will be sung around campfires for generations to come. And if you're just now tuning in for the first time, well, you, my friend, are a legend in the making. I do appreciate all your support. And I'm going to give you a good one today with a first date, how to pull off the absolutely perfect first date. So by the end of it, she's the one suggesting that you guys hang out again. I know some of you have a lot of problems getting a second date. So I'm going to give you some really good tips in this one on how to get yourself a second date by blowing her away on the first date. Before I jump into the content, I want to let you guys know that due to the holidays, things have slowed down a little bit, and I'm actually kind of grateful for that because it was a bit crazy there for a few months, and I charged it really hard over the last few weeks, and I got that 13-week waiting list down to a 10-week waiting list. But in addition to that, if you sign up within the next couple of weeks, I am going to make you a promise that I will get you in before the end of the year, if indeed you tell me you came from this podcast. So when you sign up for my coaching, make sure to let me know that you came from the UMP when we will get you in before the end of the year so that you can start the beginning of 2021 as a girl magnet. And I'll tell you what, guys, I have a feeling this COVID thing is going to be lifted pretty soon. And if you get training now and prepare yourself for the inevitable lift of this COVID pandemic and get yourself ready to destroy all the girls that are super lonely, going to want to be hooking up. I mean, the bars and the nightclubs and everything like that is going to go crazy And if you train now to get your programming right inside your head, to learn the tactical aspects of approaching and attracting women, then you're going to come out of the shoot like a goddamn champion and get all kinds of girls once COVID is finally a nightmare put behind us. So if you're interested in getting some coaching with me, you can look me up at marksingcoaching.com. It explains everything there. And like I mentioned in my previous podcast, if you're interested in what I do, I did report a podcast about a month ago that's called What Mark's Coaching Entails or what you can expect from my coaching. But if you also click the link in the description below, it will explain it. There's tons of testimonials so you can see what kind of results you can expect when you work with me. I was just watching a bunch of soccer, excuse me, football videos about Lionel Messi. Have you guys ever heard of him? He plays for Barcelona And I was watching his highlight reel about all the goals he's scored and all the dribbling he's done. And I was like, man, I want to be like the Lionel Messi of dating coaches. Like I don't necessarily have to be the best pickup artist in the world, but I want to be the best damn coach, the best damn podcast host when it comes to this topic that ever lived. I want to be like the Lionel Messi of the dating coach genre, specifically the NLP dating coach genre. And I really take that seriously, man. Like every time I get on the call with a client, I come 110%. I really use every tool in my toolbox to get results for them. And frankly, that's why I think I have the reputation I do. That's why I get the results I do for my clients. I know it's not likely I'll be that good as Lionel Messi, but you know what I'm saying. It's good to shoot for the stars and hit the moon of being just a really, really good dating coach, a guy with a good heart who left a lot of good value in this world by genuinely trying to help champions like you. So once again, if you're interested, hit me up. 
I have a feeling when the new year starts, it's going to be getting crazy again. So now is a better time than ever to pull the trigger on that if you've been on the fence about it. All right, so let me show you what I can do for you as far as the first date is concerned. Now, naturally, all my premium content is safe for my one-on-one coaches, but as you may have seen from this podcast already, I'm going to drop some good information as I am known to do, and I always try to over-deliver. So the first date, let's go ahead and jump into that. So first and foremost, if you haven't heard how to close the first date, I give a template back in online dating number four, I think it is. I recorded that like six months ago and I basically give a template about how to pull a girl off texting onto the first date. I may have mentioned it as well in my texting podcast, but if you just search in the toolbar, Mark Singh Online Dating, I have a four or five part series called Online Dating God. And in that series, I give a template about how to pull her onto a first date via texting. Okay, so we assume that happened. We assumed it's the standard protocol of you either picking her up or as I'll explain in a minute, I would sometimes have her meet me at the restaurant of where we were meeting and I'll explain that in a second. But let's just say it's the typical protocol, you go pick her up. Now, one quick thing about this is you always wanna make sure she's comfortable with you picking her up. Obviously, her comfort is your number one concern. So typically what I'd say is, would it be more convenient for you for me to come pick you up or would you rather meet there? That gives her the excuse, if you will, to say I'd rather meet there if indeed she isn't comfortable with you picking her up. So once that's been established and she says, okay, you can come pick me up, I have a whole protocol in place, which once again, you can find back in the online dating series podcast episodes to basically ensure that she doesn't flake, okay? So you show up at her house and you pick her up. Now, one thing I wanna say about this is you guys should have a clean car. Okay, I want you guys to run a tight battleship. I want to be able to bounce quarters off the bed. I want to be able to see my reflection in the floor because you waxed it. And I want you to launch a fusillade of championhood off the starboard side when it comes time to launch your battleship. In other words, I want that car clean. Okay, if she gets in your car and it looks like a hovel on wheels, if she looks in the back seat and it's basically a trash can, if she looks up on the ceiling and there's a piece of McDonald's cheese sticking up there, or she looks in between your seats and there's a bunch of french fries staring up at her, naturally that's going to look bad. So get your car clean, run a tight battleship. Okay, when you pick her up, if she lives more than 30 minutes away, here's what I suggest, and this is what I would always do, is depending on whether or not you can find a location that is conveniently located halfway between you two, I would suggest trying to make her extend some effort to come meet you at least halfway or better yet, come all the way to your town. And this is why I would usually run my first date by her having come into my city, but I'll get into that in a second. But let's say standard protocol, you're going to pick her up and she lives 30 minutes away. Try to find a place you can do the first date that's halfway between you two, because if you're willing to drive 30 minutes to go meet her or an hour, God forbid, to go meet her, it looks really needy and it looks try hard. Only a guy who has very few women in his life would be willing to extend that much effort. So using your negotiation skills, you say, hey, you live 30 minutes away. Wouldn't you agree it's probably fair if you meet halfway? Or hey, how would you feel about meeting halfway? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. There's this restaurant, XYZ. Let's meet there at 630. Sounds good. Okay, but let's say once again, she lives in your town. You go pick her up. So you pull up to her house and what I always suggest whether you go up to her door and you knock on her door and you see her, 
or she gets in your car, what I would always do is I would hug her. I call this breaking the physical ice because naturally you're probably going to want to at least make out with her on the first date if it's going good. And if she doesn't have the breath of a homeless man, you want to make out with her on the first date. So what I would always suggest is break the physical ice and the opportunity that you can do so when you first see her. Because when you first see her, it's kind of socially acceptable to give each other a hug, right? So she gets in your car and even if it's a little weird, be like, come here, give me a hug. Or what would often happen is you pull the car over, you knock on her door, she comes out and you'd be like, oh, what's up? Give her a hug. Come on, let's go. Okay, toss her in the car. Now a question is, do you open the door for her? What I suggest when it comes to opening the car door for her is yes, if it's in your way. If it's like on your way to the car, yeah, open it. If it's not, no big deal. You don't have to like run around the car, open the door for her and throw your jacket down on a puddle. You know, we want to be chivalrous, but we don't want to take it too far. Okay, so how should you dress? When I'm organizing the date with her, I always say to dress casual. Now, her idea of casual is typically the equivalent of what I suggest you wear on a first date, which is nice jeans, say from like Diesel or Guess or something like that, like decent jeans. You don't want to wear like stonewashed Levi's from the 80s with a brown belt and like tennis shoes. Okay, so decent jeans, maybe some nice pair of boots. I like Diesel a lot. I have Diesel boots. And then I would wear a t-shirt that was fitted to me. I get my t-shirts from a place called Son of a Tailor, like tailor as in I will tailor your shirt for you. They make custom shirts that fit me perfectly. So what I wear is jeans, boots, black t-shirt, and then like a cool jacket, maybe a leather jacket, okay? Have your quaff all done up, make sure you brush your teeth, pluck your nose hairs, pluck your unibrow. Okay, she's gonna wear the equivalent of that. She's gonna wear some kind of cutish outfit that isn't too much, And the reason we don't want it to be too much is because you don't know this chick. Why are you guys getting dressed up in tuxedos and making her wear prom dresses when you hardly know her? No, no, no. The first date is to get to know each other. And as far as you're concerned, she's the one submitting the application. You never want to say this, but you demonstrate it through your first date, which I'm going to talk about as well. So when it comes to that, you don't want to spend a lot of money. Okay, I would literally be dating about five chicks a week at one point when I was really going hard in the paint on this stuff. I was dating about five girls a week. Bro, that gets expensive. You spend 50 bucks on a date, that's 250 bucks a week. $1,000 a month, I don't think so. I went to a place where I would spend 10 to 20 bucks per date. And in fact, I got it down to 10 bucks because I would do sushi that was always on happy hour, which I'll explain in a second. Okay, so once again, your date should be unique. You don't want to take her to McDonald's, but not expensive. Okay, the nice dates must be earned. You're going to take her on nice dates further down the line. Okay, so what I suggest too is to go somewhere safe and public for the first date. Now, I know COVID has completely thrown a wrench into the gears of that idea, but COVID is only going to last for a few more months, so this is basically the rule, okay? Safe and public for the first date. Don't take her to like a chain restaurant. Take her somewhere cool, okay? Like I said, what I would always do is I would take her to sushi that had a happy hour. You get like a couple rolls for two bucks, throw a couple drinks on there. I don't happen to drink. She might get a drink. I would literally get out for 10 bucks. Now the place was eclectic. It was cool. It had a cool vibe. It wasn't a chain place. It had a really good place where we could talk and I would always choose my seat. And regarding the waiters and stuff, you think like, damn, Mark, you would go to sushi four to five days a week. Yeah. And I told the waiters, I told the manager, I told everybody about what my thing was. 
listen, I'm a pickup artist. I'm going to have a podcast in three years called the Unapologetic Man Podcast. I need to go hard in the paint and get the experience so I can actually teach these guys from experience rather than from theory. And that's what I'm doing now. So I would always go to the same location. Now I'm going to get into my specific case in a second, but let's just say once again, you picked her up, you take her to the place, you guys walk in, okay, you want to go to like a restaurant, coffee shop, someplace where you can get some food, let's say, or something to drink. And once again, cheap, man, she needs to earn that. Like this is just a hangout as far as you're concerned. And in fact, I would never say the word date to girls. I would always say hangout. Hey, you want to hang out? Hey, let's go hang out over here for our hangout. How would you feel about a sushi place? Stuff like that. I'll never refer to it as a date because it's just like, in my opinion, she's submitting the application. I am the boss. She's the one applying. Let's see what she can bring. Again, show that through your actions. Never say it. Never be like, oh, you're the one submitting the application now. So, you know, you better behave. No, 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 guys. It's always shown through your actions. Don't say it. All right, so what are some good places to go to for the first date? I suggest coffee shops, yogurt places, lounges, sushi bars that are kind of cheap, eclectic, and cool. You could also go to a dog park, go-kart track, non-chain pet shop, which I did as well, and I'll get into that in a second, mini golf course, party store, rock climbing wall. You could do a hike, walk on the beach, biking. When I was dating girls here in Colorado, I already had my Toyota 4Runner that was lifted and I would sometimes take them off-roading, depending, up into the woods, or you can load her up and shoot her out of a cannon. But the really important thing to remember here is that it's your responsibility to plan the date, to execute the date, and it's all up to you, okay? You as the man are the one who should take control and show her a good time, lead her to where she wants to be led to. You make the decisions, you make the final call. If you guys talk about the first date and she has suggestions, sure, you can take those. You don't want to be a stubborn asshole and say, no, little girl, we're doing only what I suggest. Certainly, you can take what her suggestions are, but you are the final decision. See how that works? What I always say when it comes to the first date is to practice the five P's. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. So I want to give you now my first date plan. Okay. This was here in Colorado before I met Marissa. In fact, I took Marissa through this first date plan and you guys may wonder how I met Marissa. I actually hit her up, um, in the fruit section in the supermarket, walked in, she was banging, hit me so hard. I fell on the ground, crawled like a Vietnam vet, crawled up the carts, grabbed a cart. And I said, man, I got to talk to this chick. And she was in the peaches section. And I just said, Hey, how are the peaches today? Usually they're really hard. Like you try to, you try to get a good one. They're never that good. Are they good? Boom. It was open. And I ran her through this exact first date plan. Work like a charm. Uh, a couple days later, you know, you know what happened, bro. You know what happened. And it's because this first, this first date plan works and she's a high quality chick. So yes, it works on high quality girls too, that I didn't even meet in the nightclub or the bar. I just met her in some supermarket. So here's what I do is I had a sushi place, like I said, that was always having a happy hour from five to seven. So I'd meet girls there at six, okay? They would show up in their car. Now, the cool thing about it was, is I literally lived across the street from the sushi bar. So my lazy ass would get ready and walk across the street. Literally one minute away was the sushi place. They pull up in their car, they get out. And like I said, I break the physical ice. Hey, what's up? Come here. Give me a hug. Good to see you again. Now, as I went into the sushi place, depending on how much attraction I built with her previously, 
totally depends on where I met her. Like Marissa, for example, I met her quickly at the supermarket, didn't get a chance to build up a ton of attraction, just did the standard first conversation, snagged her number, texted her, got her on the date. So I do not believe I grabbed her hand and held her hand walking into the sushi place. But a chick who, say for example, I met her in a bar and had tons of attraction, maybe I even kissed her that night, then yeah, I'm going to try to hold her hand. So what I'm saying is you want to break that physical ice. You want to try to escalate as much as you can get away with based on her comfort level now, as much as you can get away with right there in the beginning. Hug her, maybe hold her hand as you guys walk in, okay? When you guys walk in, say, hey, what's up? Now you've already talked to the wait staff, you've talked to the managers, and you say, yo, this is my first date place. Please don't blow me out. Please don't go, hey, Mark, good to see you again. Yesterday you were here with the redhead and the day before you were here with the blonde. Now you seem to be here with the brunette. Gee, what do you do? Are you like a porn producer where you're interviewing porn chicks? Don't want some jackass to say that. So always tip well, always let them know, always be cool. When you guys get really good at game, you're going to have to decide this. But here's the thing. I would do the same thing over and over again, the same first date over and over again. And the reason it was so successful is because it was dialed in. And this is what I want you guys to do. I want you right now to be thinking, where could I take a girl that's kind of eclectic and cool, preferably close to my house. But if not, that's okay. I can go pick her up, whatever, you know, depending on your situation, But the five P's, prior preparation prevents poor performance. You want to plan this all out because your job as the man to plan this all out. And it's your job as the man to take her on this amazing experience. So I would meet her there. We'd go sit down and then, bro, I'd just run my game. I'd tell stories. I'd do gambits. Some of the things I've spoken about on this podcast would be messages in water. I don't think I've talked about the cube yet, but the cube is something I'd always do. I tell her about my stories of becoming. When she asked me questions, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Where are you from? Always had great answers to that. And in my coaching, I teach you how to answer those questions so that during the whole date, bro, she's fucking laughing so hard. She's letting farts every three seconds. It's chicks farting all over the place. You're like, damn chick, relax, bro. Like I would have waiters come up to me like after, or she would be in the bathroom and be like, dude, every time you're in here with the girl, they're just cracking up. They're beat red. They're laughing. They're super attracted. How do you do that? I'm like, come get some coaching with me, man. It's simple prior preparation. And in my coaching, I teach you how to do this. Okay. So one thing I do too, which was gangster as hell is I would tell her about my experiences in Japan. Now, when I lived in Japan, I was an English teacher. I taught in the public schools, Uh, middle school, which was sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. No, it was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And I taught English. I was called an ALT, assistant language teacher. And when I was an ALT, they filmed a video of me teaching a class as well as one of my final days at one of my schools, Higashiyama Chugako. They filmed a video of me saying goodbye and giving a speech. I'm speaking Japanese, saying goodbye to my kids. A couple kids were crying. It's like this epic video, but see, I'm smart. I only keep that video on my laptop. So you got to come over to see it. See how that works? So I would lay the bait to have her come over to see that so that she would have an excuse to come over. Now, I'm not pushy. I absolutely am not pushy. And I've explained this ad nauseum in this podcast that I would never push chicks. I would always be like, hey, you want to come over and see that? Cool. You don't want to. Cool. Okay. But before I try to pull her home, we would do sushi for like, I don't know, 45 minutes. And then close by the sushi place would be this party store where they have like hats and wigs and masks and all this stuff. 
So what I would do is be like, hey, um, I got to get going here in about an hour. I have a little bit of time. What do you say we go to the pet shop that's over there on the corner and look at some new bowls for my beta fish? Okay, I had a beta fish named Eckhart after the enlightened master Eckhart Tolle. So I'll be like, hey, I got this beta fish Eckhart. I've actually been looking for a bowl for him. What do you say we hop on over to the pet store? It's over there on the corner and we'll go look for a bowl for him. Cool. While we're walking over, we stop in the party store. Go in there, try on some hats. I was also cool with that manager. His name was Enrique. What's up, Enrique, if you're listening? I would give him money like every couple of weeks because, you know, we'd go in there and like mess up his stuff. So I'd give him money. It was pretty cool. And uh, we try on a bunch of stuff. Okay, that was fun. And then we head on over to the pet store. I also knew those guys and we go through there. And uh, a couple of times, like I got chicks to like buy like a pet. Like this one time I had a girl buy a lizard because she's like, I always want a lizard. I'm like, you should buy it. You should buy it. And I never even ended up hooking up with her. I kind of got rid of her, but at least I made a sale for my boys over there at the pet shop. So anyway, uh, go in the pet store, you know, look around. I don't find the cage I want because I didn't really need a cage to begin with. And then I'd be like, well, listen, I got an early day tomorrow. I got to duck out you know what, do you have a little bit more time? And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, I'd love to show you those videos of me in Japan. I actually live right across the street. See that see that house over there? Yeah, that's my house. How would you feel about coming over? Now, once again, I'm not pushy. Why am I not pushy? Because I'm not outcome dependent. I always run everything through the filter. What would I do if I was talking to four girls? Now, at that time, I was talking to four girls at any given time, sometimes eight. And I'll tell you what, talking to more than four girls at once is a hassle hoff. Go ahead and try it, bro. You think that's what you want? Full-time job. You're going to have to be running Excel sheets and have a fucking virtual assistant just to manage everything. I'm telling you, when you have the same shit that you say to every single girl and you can't remember what story you told, what gambit you used, you're going to need a freaking Excel sheet too. Trust me, I should come out with the Mark Singh Excel sheet girl manager unit just so that you guys can manage this. But anyway, I'd be like, hey, do you want to see those videos? Yes. They would always come over because I got them so fucking attracted, you know, on my first date protocol, boom, get them into my place, pull out the laptop. We sit on the couch, show them the video of me speaking Japanese. Come on, dude. Total attraction there. And then, you know, we end up making out. So I would use any number of my techniques, the human body's the lie detector to kiss her, which is another podcast I did look for that one the slide and kiss maneuver, which I think I talked about my sex and physicality blueprint uh, series that I did a couple months ago. You can look at that. I would kiss her, make out with her. And then on a high note, when it's getting really hot, I would stop it. You ask, well, why wouldn't you try to close the deal? Well, first of all, my own morals. I wasn't that kind of guy. I didn't like to just hit it on the first date. And I would hope she wouldn't do that either. But before I could find that out, I'd stop it. I'd be like, hey, listen, I got an early day tomorrow, as I mentioned. Why don't you kick rocks? We'll catch up some other time, maybe. Okay, she would leave. Boom, it's on. Like she'd be suggesting a second date, right? Halfway through when you're running this epic first date, which once again has been prepared by the intelligence in your noggin. Use that brain matter between your two ears and prepare this. If you guys don't have a first date plan prepared that you can execute time and time again, this is where you're doing something wrong. You have to have that first date protocol memorized, executed, so that as you're doing it, you're not thinking about what you have to do next. You're concentrating on her. You're concentrating on the conversation. You're concentrating on making her as attracted as possible so that she suggests having another date. 
Okay, so I see that I'm running at about 27 minutes here and I only have half of my notes done. So what I think I'm gonna do is do a part two to this and I'll just go ahead and drop that on Friday so that you guys can have the information as soon as possible. So stay tuned for that. I'm gonna talk about what not to do on the first date. There are so many mistakes that guys do on the first date. So I'll make that the premise and I'll make that a, basically a part two to this. And I'll also give you some other advice about ideas for what you can do on the first date in addition to the ideas that I gave here as well as some other important points and maybe I'll go over my slide and kiss maneuver so you guys can learn from that if indeed you haven't heard that before. But in the meantime, here's what I suggest. Go ahead and go through my online dating God series to get the template that will basically tell you how to get the girl on the first date. I also strongly suggest you go through my sex and physicality series, both of which were probably recorded I don't know, six months ago. So you can just search Mark Singh and then sex and that'll pop up or Mark Singh and online dating and that'll pop up. So I suggest you listen to all those. And when you put this stuff all together, you know, bro, it's like girls not go wanting to go on a second date with you. That just isn't going to happen. I mean, I don't want to brag, but it literally almost never happened. And if it would happen, it was because her and I didn't jive and I didn't suggest a second date anyway. And I probably wouldn't have gone on one even if she requested it. This is how dialed I want your first dates to be. I would literally be at the point where I'd be like, if I get her number and she shows up for the date without flaking, it's over. I know I'm going to close it. I know it. That's how confident I was. And it was because I would execute it in this way with the five P's up in this piece. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. So stay tuned for part number two of this two-part series, how to pull off the perfect first date. If you want to get some coaching with me, go to marksingcoaching.com and I will help you set up a first date based on what you have in your area. I will tell you how to talk to girls in a way that get them super attracted to you where they're the ones suggesting the second date and you will never, ever be blown out again. That is my guarantee. All right, boys. Thank you again for listening. I do appreciate it and I will see you in the next episode.